Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's Word comes to us today from the Gospel lesson that you just heard from Matthew in the 27th chapter, starting at verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This is God's Word. The great curtain had been hanging there for years. It looked as if it might hang there forever. Embroidered in blue and purple and scarlet, that massive curtain stretched from ceiling to floor, acting as a silent barrier. Behind it, lay the Holy of Holies, a chamber of 15 feet square which housed the sacred ark, the ark of the covenant, the cherubim, the mercy seat, the supreme symbols of God's presence with His holy people. Then suddenly, say the evangelists, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, On one unforgettable day, that curtain was ripped from top to bottom as though by a pair of huge unseen hands. People apparently compared notes afterwards and were startled to discover that the ripping of the curtain had happened at the precise moment when Jesus on the hill of Golgotha had breathed his last. And immediately they connected the two events. They said there was no coincidence. The death of Christ beyond the city wall, the tearing of the curtain before the Holy of Holies had somehow been related. And they went further. They said that that had been directly related as cause and effect. It was the death of Jesus that had torn the curtain. That was what they dared to believe. And today the verdict is they were right. That torn curtain stands for something so profound it tests the limits of our imagination. That torn curtain is the disclosure of a secret the revealing of the inmost heart of God. When the people worshipped in the temple in the old days, they were always sure that there must be something there behind that curtain. But what? That was what no one quite knew. Something awesome, they thought. Something formidable. Something certainly to have a healthy fear of. And it was characteristic of temple religion that as you pass through the outer courts, through the inner courts, towards the center, the lights were progressively dimmed and lowered until the Holy of Holies itself was bathed in darkness. Darkness. 
And then, say the evangelists, Jesus died and the curtain was torn. An end to secrecy. The heart of God laid bare. They may not admit it, but many people today really do want to know, is there a God behind the curtain? Is he the kind of God to whom it's worth my while to pray? Is he a God who knows anything about it when things in my corner of the world go wrong and my heart hurts? Is he a God who can lay any kind of healing hand on me when I'm disappointed? frustrated? Is he a God who knows anything about the heartache of this old world? Is he a God who can give me hope and a new beginning when I've done something that makes me hate myself? Do you have any courage for me, any forgiveness for when I'm feeling miserable and ashamed? These are questions with which many people are grappling and finding only a silent barrier. There is an answer that tears the curtain. If you want to know what God is like, you must go out beyond the walls of Jerusalem to the hill of the skull and see Jesus bleeding, suffering, dying, all for love. Out there on the cross, the heart of God is revealed and His heart is vulnerable. His love is sacrificial. You can come and now see everything about Him The invitation is from God Himself, from heaven to earth, torn from top to bottom. Come in. That torn curtain is the offer of a way in. In the Jerusalem temple, as you made your way from the entrance gate towards the inmost shrine, it meant not only the lowering of lights, but the raising of barriers. First, you had the outer court, where anyone, Jew, Gentile alike, could come. Then the inner court, reserved for the true-born Jews. And then beyond that, the holy place, where only ministering priests might enter, and finally the Holy of Holies, which could be entered only by the high priest, and even he could enter it only one day a year, the great day of atonement, when he went in there to offer sacrifice for the sins of the people. And you can just picture the people standing outside while the high priest went in by himself, and then waiting around, and then he finally comes back out, and they look at him with 
awe. They had never seen God. But here's somebody who had. And that was as far as they could go. No access to the mercy seat for them. Not personally. What that frowning curtain seemed to say was, stand back. Keep your distance. But, say the evangelists, one day on Golgotha, between two criminals, the friend of sinners gave his life, and that old curtain was ripped in half, and the road of access opened up for everyone. Jesus opened the road to God with his life, death, and resurrection. This is the holy faith, which it is our privilege to proclaim to all people. The road to God is open for all who dare to travel it. And I'd like to add this, it's an open road for sinners. It's the sinner's highway. Dr. John Duncan, who taught Hebrew at New College, Edinburgh, this was many, many years ago, was at a communion service in a little highland church in Scotland. And he was feeling so personally unworthy that day that when the elements came his way, he felt he could not take them. He allowed the bread and wine to pass him by. And he was sitting there feeling absolutely merciful about something he had done or said. When he noticed a young woman in the congregation who, when the bread came around to her, allowed it also to pass. And as soon as it passed by, she broke down in tears. And that sight seemed to jog something in that man's memory that he had somehow forgotten, and in a whisper that carried across the whole church, he exclaimed, Take it! Take it! It's for sinners! And the light bulb went on. And he took it himself. Listen to these words from Hebrews 10. And so, dear brothers, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. The cross and the curtain have opened the way. And what do we find when we go in? Christian philosopher Peter Kreft said it like this. When we begin to understand Jesus, the man of sorrows, sorrow and suffering seem far less threatening than they did at first. Indeed, when history is seen as his story, suffering is seen as the dark spot 
in a magnificent painting. Or the low note in a harmony whose high notes are lost in heaven. Or a dance descending from archangels to a stable, through a cross, to an empty tomb, and back to heaven. with the promise that He will also empty the tombs of ourselves, our children, and our ancestors. The way is open. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, by Your Holy Spirit, move us to believe and confess the good news that Jesus' death was for us. It was our atonement. It justifies us now before You. It opens the way to You. Send Your Holy Spirit to embolden us in this belief in this faith, that we can come in and all that you have is for us. This is all due to the work, the perfection, the sacrifice of our Savior Jesus, in whose name we can come before you this day in holy prayer. Amen.